I'm in Kelowna at a wonderful Thai restaurant at an RV reunion and I'm sitting to two, uh, next to Is that two a recreational, recreational vehicle? vehicle? Yeah, yeah, big white thing that comes into town and carries you off into all into all parts of the world. That's right. Return volunteers, RV reunion. So, tell me your name. Mick McGarry. Mick McGarry. Where were you placed? Um, in Malawi, in a place called Ncheo. And you're from Africa originally? Yes, I'm from Rhodesia, now Zimbabwe. Alright, what year did you leave Zimbabwe, uh, Rhodesia? 74. And then what year did you go back to volunteer? Uh, 2001 and two. So big time difference. Oh yeah. So um, what did you go to do? I went to teach uh, English. And prior to that, you're an attorney, a lawyer? A lawyer, yeah. But I also was a teacher. I'm a qualified teacher. Oh, okay. My first career was teaching and then I became a lawyer. And were you teaching anything about law or about or no, English? Uh, I was teaching in Malawi. Yeah. <coughs> English, just English. What inspired you to do this? Well, uh, Jackie, my wife, uh, sort of decided she wanted to go and so I tagged along and, and uh, did the teaching. They needed teachers. So what was the, some of the things that you come back with? I know a lot of people will talk about Africa in a very special way, but you were brought up there, so mm -hmm. that's your home. In not exactly that country, but what did very you similar. feel? What did you feel about Africa many years after? Oh, it's a delightful place. Um, and I particularly li like the African people of Malawi and uh, Zimbabwe particularly. Yes, very, very, um, very personable and very um, easy to get along with. Open. Very open, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and how long did you stay? One year, was it? Two. Two years. Yeah. 2001 and 2003, the whole of it. When you come back to Canada, what would you tell people about your experience in Malawi? Oh, I guess it was to adjust to that particular culture. And one of the one of the most difficult adjustments for me was, in fact, their their, their way in which they dealt with time. Yes. So for them, time is, has no real value. So therefore meetings and appointments and games set up that they could sometimes vary by two or three hours, which I found very frustrating. Yeah. Because for me, time is always valuable, if, uh, not necessarily commercially, just I'm, you know, I like to organize my time and uh, so that was one of the difficult things about it. Uh, but I just that. The, uh, but other than that, I don't know that uh, there was a great difficulty. Yeah. Did you enjoy your experience? Oh, yeah. yeah. Great. Now we'll go to Jackie. Oh, beautiful one over there. All these lovely Yes. You've been with BSO not just once, but before, haven't you? Well, I went twice. I went, first of all, to Malawi. That was my first placement. Um, just when I was thinking about uh, value systems and work and, you know, what one does and why you keep on working and things like that. And then BSO came up. 
and um, I found out about it through contact with a friend and uh, applied and then my husband applied and we were very fortunate to find a double placement that's very hard to do and um, I this first placement was very uh, good for me in that it used my professional skills but it also took me to a place that I had wanted to go and not known quite how to do and that is community rehabilitation and so my job was uh, I was seconded to an NGO there Sue Ryder Foundation in Malawi and I was asked to set up a program for community rehabilitation in uh, the field, right out in the bush. So every day I went out into the African bush, which for me was just bliss. I kind of felt like a film star, sitting on the floor, you know, sitting on the, the um, sand and just with all the people around. And you, you do, you feel quite, you can sort of look down on yourself and think, gosh, this is really me. I'm right here in the African bush and I'm really helping people. Um, but we used, it was a very interesting program in that it used volunteers, local volunteers, and so it was training volunteers um, to recognize disability and then to carry out the programs that we designed for them. So I was training a rehabilitation assistant to take over when I left, but at the same time we were training volunteers, like village women and men, to actually um, learn how to manipulate, say, cerebral palsy children to help keep their muscles moving and to keep them healthy. So that was uh, really... You have a lot of things to overcome when you deal with disabilities in Africa because it's a lot of it is this idea that this person is cursed or this family is cursed. So getting to the disabled person is even harder because it's not often that that person's out there, right? One of the tragedies that I can remember was a young girl that I saw who came in, I think, with her mother, um, and she was walking with, if you can imagine, her foot bent up against her leg. So she was walking on the bones of her long, on on the bottom of the long bones of her, of her leg, and that had been a burn, um, a fire had burned her as a child and uh, so all the skin was contracted and we had a surgeon that we could use in Lilongwe who could have released that contracture for her and um, I talked to the mother and I said you know I would really like this young lady to see Dr. whoever and see if he will do the surgery and then the following month when I went back the volunteer who I had sent to get the answer told me that the uncle, who is the most important person in the Malawi family, that the uncle refused. So this poor child could, was still walking on the bones of her leg with her foot bent up against her leg. And I think that was one of the tragedies. It was so hard to, to accept that. Mm. But eventually you learn that that you can only do so much and there are different cultures and different priorities. Well, the sad thing is that the girl becomes then a risk because she becomes abused quite quickly, as you know, in Africa. So 
that was a sadness, but there were lots of happy things too. I so. loved listening and watching you today as you learned how to podcast, <laughs> and I know you're going to find great uses for so. those skills in telling the stories of your family, of, in, of international development, and I can't thank you enough for your service in Malawi, and hope to see you at our 50th reunion in December. Thank you. 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 Thank you.